So tonight I have my notes on this handy dandy envelope and it is 10 o'clock. I cannot believe we're out here. We're going to keep this short and sweet and we're going to be talking about husbands and I kind of wanted some of Elisha's input on some questions that I've gotten and kind of been mulling over. You know, I have a lot of conversations with women. So whether that's via DM on Instagram, um, whether that's in the clubhouse, um, or like in person, you know, these, these topics come up and I just have, I don't always know the answers, you know, cause I'm in the middle of living life myself. I'm really young in marriage. I'm young in family. I'm young in a lot of things, but at the same time, I feel like Elisha and I have navigated some of these things together. And so, wow, Elisha, your eyes are just so big <laughs> with this introduction. You're making me nervous. So that's it. We're going to be talking about husbands and maybe some roadblocks that you might run up against in trying to communicate with them and trying to get through with them and let them know how what they're doing makes you feel and how to work through some maybe hurt that you're feeling or distance that you're feeling or things that your husband's probably not doing intentionally. I know Elisha hasn't done intentionally, but they still affect you in a very real way as a wife. And so you want to be able to work through those things. So you can have real intimacy and closeness. So we're going to kind of just brush over some of those. If this <laughs> introduction is any indication of how this episode's going to go, it probably won't be short and sweet, but we're going to get started. Well, folks, here we are. Welcome back to the podcast. And Katie said the one thing that we agreed to never say when we want to have a prompt and short podcast. What did, what did I say? You said we're going to keep this nice and short. Whenever we say that, <laughs> it always turns into one of our longest episodes. Oh, no. Well, I'm not superficial. I mean, superstitious. I'm not superstitious. The superficial thing, it probably depends on the day. Okay, so do you want to talk through these things? Yeah, I, that was a really long intro, and I'm, I'm taking it. I'm kind of offended because I told you before that I wanted to plug my music academy. <laughs> okay, the you, intro. you didn't tell me like right before the intro. You told me that like it. 5 30 at night when we were eating dinner and now it's 10 o'clock at night and i don't have a brain cell left well let me just jump in here then yeah you do your thing my little advertisement <laughs> folks voteberg music academy the price for every single one of our courses is going to go up in september of 2022. Whoa, this, I did not know about this. I didn't, how was I supposed to do this plug? I didn't even know what it was. No, I was going to do the plug. Oh yeah. Oh, I see. So that said, if you want to lock in your killer family rate, then now is the time to do that for as low as $19 a month. You can get guitar lessons. You can get uh, fiddle lessons, piano lessons, mandolin lessons, ukulele lessons, and uh, I'm really pumped because not only do we have our existing courses on there, with our new community feature, there is a ton of ongoing uh, curriculum, ongoing tutorials that we have in the community page. And so, yes, our foundational courses that you're getting with your subscription are extremely great and they teach you how to play your instrument really well. But in addition to that, you get access to our community page, which has ongoing, um, yeah, tutorials. And yeah. I mean, community. you just ran a challenge where every student that participated got a $30 gift card. Yeah. And you guys, if you're a Votebird Music Academy student, you guys crushed it. You did. So many of you guys, like 
Elisha's handing out $30 gift cards like they grow on oh, blackberry bushes. Yes. So I, you guys are amazing. And yeah, we were pumped. I was pumped. I was extremely proud of each one of you. Because when we've done this challenge in years past, I'd say anywhere from like eight to maybe 12 people, 12 at the most, had completed the six songs of summer challenge. And this year, I think we were at like 47 people <laughs> completed it. Go so, you guys. Yeah. It's like, I'm so proud of you. And then I'm over here sweating because I'm thinking who's going to pay for these gift cards <laughs> <laughs> no it is it is a joy and it's just it was really fun so yeah. anyways uh, that whole community feature is one of the big reasons and you're redoing a lot of um inside the courses too you're updating them and all that stuff yeah exactly and so. you can you can ask for specifics because even if you've gone through guitar one i'm actually redoing a lot of those lessons to make them a lot more applicable to not only playing by yourself, but playing with your family members. Um, I'm, I'm even adding some lessons to some of the weeks so that you can learn like an additional hymn or worship song, um, with the techniques learned in that week. So anyways, I'm just really pumped about Voberg music Academy right now. I've got newfound energy and in, in, in excitement over there on that, uh, in that music school. So I, I wanted to let you guys know that price is going up. So lock in your killer rates now. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. So the um, intro and the advertisement there took up our short and sweet episode. So <laughs> we will see you guys next Tuesday. Yeah, okay. What do you, what so you got? let's, I have a question for you. What do you do when your husband doesn't like, what do you, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, how did we work through this when you weren't, when basically you weren't telling me things, but it was not intentional. And so I'm going to tell you how I felt as a wife. Okay. Right. And, um, because this is pretty verbatim to what another woman was experiencing. And I was like, that's so funny. Cause like, I totally felt that way. And, and I don't feel like that happens anymore, but I don't really know what resolved it. So basically early on in our marriage, we've talked about this, there was definitely like some deception going on. Oh yeah. So that's a totally different topic where Elisha was not telling me purposefully where he was going, what he was doing, or you were telling me something totally different. Maybe we could talk about this first. Yeah. Cause I don't want people, that sounds terrible when you put <laughs> it, it does, like that. It does. And I feel that I don't want to like throw you under the bus. It's more just like, I mean, I was doing crazy stuff. What? I, I was doing, I had, issues in our marriage. Okay. When we were first married too, you what know what I'm saying? What kind of crazy stuff were you doing? <laughs> crazy stuff is <laughs> the wrong should, word. Maybe we should talk about that first. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm saying is when we were first married, we were figuring a lot of things out. Yeah. And I do think I had a big part in this because basically when Elisha did tell me what he was doing, like he's single, right? He's living his life. He's making his decisions that I come into his life. And I'm like, that is a terrible decision. And like, was it? No. Like, now years later, it wasn't. Yeah, maybe it wasn't like a good decision, but maybe yeah. it wasn't as bad as you would have. And I think I said. expected him. I put a ton of pressure on like we're growing together in marriage. So now, yeah, if he leaves the house and tells me, he tells me when he's going to be home, or like you know, we have this communication. But it was it's a learning curve going from to like answering to a woman is <laughs> kind of probably how it felt to you. And um, and then I would freak out when I didn't like what he was doing. So I didn't make it real. Um, I didn't really incentivize you to tell me the truth, but that said, Oh, I, it was sinful. Deception is deception. And that's like, 
the breeding ground for hurt and damage in a marriage, any type of deception. And so I was the one, regardless of, you know, I, I love that you are so good at taking ownership and responsibility. And that's such a valuable trait in any relationship is to take ownership of your own behavior. So I'm grateful for that and I admire it, but let's be honest. I was the one like proactively, I'd say sinning by being deceitful towards you or misleading you or, or straight up lying at times. Um, usually regarding like when I was coming home or when I was leaving. And to give an example, I think it would be something, uh, I worked at a restaurant. Um, and so I'd work evenings and maybe I would get off at my shift would end at eight thirty PM or nine o'clock. And I would have had a, ordered a meal earlier before I got off and I would like eat my meal and I would, I wouldn't tell Katie that I'm off and heading home. Uh, basically I would make it sound like I have like, an example. Okay. You've got a better example. <laughs> I have an example. This is a pretty extreme one. I think this was like kind of the last Uh-oh, time. That I'm <laughs> pretty nervous. It's <laughs> the only one that sticks out of my mind. <laughs> okay. Well that was no. what makes me nervous. <laughs> was you were at the restaurant you told me that you had to work late you had to close because like someone left or something like okay. that and instead he got off at a regular time and then went over to his friend's house wow and hung out for like an hour and a half and then came home and i think i found out via like a text message or something like i was snooping through his phone or something <laughs> that's wait, obviously really extreme it is, but like he's never to say but if i I mean, this might not be how it went down because obviously that's terrible. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Uh, but I'm sorry. W- did I stay? I'm I'm working late tonight. I think what probably happened is when I didn't say that until I was like on my way home from Wade's house. I'm assuming it was Wade's house. That yeah, been, it was Wade's house. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Wade. Uh, um, I don't. Yeah, exactly. I, you kind of worked it around. I'm like, not I sure how you worked I it around. I don't know. I don't know if I would have ever been. I can't see myself stooping to the level of like preemptively lying. No, I, I do think sense? it was afterwards. Yeah. I think you're right. It was like, I was texting you, texting you, you're like, oh, I'm still working, I'm still working. And then you're like, and then I just didn't text you for a while. You're like, it's gonna be a while. And I didn't text you for a while. And then you're coming home. Anyways, it's like, that is so like an anomaly mm. and something that happened early on in our marriage. And like, that is not how you or I operate. And like, you know, you're embarrassed and it's hard to tell your spouse everything. And so I get why lying happens, but it does cause, but we were able to have a conversation about that. If there's blatant, you know, lying going on in your marriage, but like, Hey, I, I can't trust you yes. with anything. What else are you lying to me about? You no, know, I, yeah. there's no trust in our marriage anymore because this one like dumb thing, you know? And, um, and well, we and all, I, I remember- also had to work through like, well, I freak out when you go and see my uncle because of the time, my uncle and I like weren't on like great terms and Elisha still liked to see my uncle. I was like, excommunicate, which is so dumb. <laughs> uncle, wait, if you're listening to this, well, I'm sorry. I think another thing was too, was is mature. that we were, money was tight and things that I would like to do would be like, go to a coffee shop and get a coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I was driving around doing real estate stuff, like I would maybe eat lunch out and I would be so nervous to tell you that type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Again, no justification for lying or being deceitful. But once again, just like the type finances and I knew you, yeah, you would, you would not be in favor of spending money on those things. I felt comfortable doing that classic, just like money fights, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think like there is a place and I I think this is a really big thing actually. Whenever you're addressing your spouse, it's, you're going to be a lot more successful in my experience when you keep your emotions chill and you talk to them about it in a 
hey, this is how it makes me feel. And you just stay calm. Like I was a blow up person. I still blow up from time to time, but it's a lot more rare. Not very often. I mean, it's been a while. It's I, Yeah, I don't know the last yeah, time wait, like really fluffed Yeah, up. are we like due for one? What, it's been, <laughs> I'm joking. No, but you've grown I so much. Really, I came from a very vocal family where I had a very, I built up a callus to saying things you don't mean and just just blurting out all your emotions and then saying sorry later, but in the moment being really harsh and um, yeah, blowing up in an unhealthy way. And so that was pretty terrifying, I think for Elisha and I don't blame him for that. And so that was something that I had to navigate while he was navigating through, okay, I got to tell Katie things even when it's going to like go really bad. I had to be like, well, if I want him to tell me stuff, it's going to be, I need to, be able to handle it you know Hmm. i think i think we've both grown in that like you tell me things and i disappoint you and you disappoint me at times but it's just it's not like it was our first year again i love you taking 100 ownership and i hope that i took the ownership of saying okay regardless of what uh, this is what i should have done whether or not this happened is regardless of what the response is going to be, I need to be upfront and honest with my wife, you know, to become one. And I don't want there to be, yeah, there's no, there's no, what you did. I think that you, I think you started telling me the truth before I stopped freaking out for sure. Well, good for me. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) For sure. Okay. So that's like one scenario. We weren't going to talk about that, but it just, it just happened. So, okay. Now, what if your husband doesn't tell you things? And this is more the scenario that this gal is talking to me about. Like you're finding out things like conversations your husband had or places he went or decisions he's making through friends or you overhear a conversation or you happen to see a text message somehow or something. And you're like, how did I not know about this? Like this happened two weeks ago and like, I don't know, you know? And so you just start to feel kind of like you're left out of their life and you aren't the person that they go to to share stuff with. And mm. it can be totally benign stuff. It could be like Elisha called his brother and found out that, I don't know, some random thing about what they're doing with their kid or whatever. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, when were you going to tell me that? Or, you know, someone broke up with their girlfriend or whatever, or someone had a baby or it could, you know, I'm off uh, like Facebook and stuff like that. And I just don't see updates. And so we rely on kind of in-person mm. telephoning and, a couple of those things happened where I just felt in, in this really random pocket of time earlier this year. And I was just like, well, how am I finding out everything through someone else? Like, but then I think when I talked to you about it at first, you were like, well, yeah, but like, this stuff is like not super important stuff. Like, why do you care? You know, <laughs> or I'd find out like you went to lunch with like my brother-in-law that day or just like random stuff, yeah. but I still don't feel like I got filled in on your day. It wasn't like I cared what you were doing every hour, every day. It just felt more like I was excluded. Yes. Yeah. I, I remember this, this did happen. I mean, pretty recently, I'd say within the last few months. Yeah, probably. It, it wasn't a long time ago. Yeah, it wasn't a huge deal, but it was like starting to become a little bit of a pattern where I was feeling a little mopey about it. Yeah. And I started <laughs> feeling bad. I think it was us learning a new kind of form of communication because we had gone through a stretch of me working pretty consistently from home and our conversation being pretty fluid there for a bit where I'd come in from my office or I'd come up from my office and be like, Hey, so-and-so's just texted and said, blah, 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 blah. And then I'd move on with my day. And then all of a sudden I started going away to my office and I'd be gone for a, a chunk of the day and I would get updates from 
you know, my brother or from, yeah, my brother-in-law, whoever it would be. And I'd be like, no way. And I, hours would go by and I'd forget to update you and I'd come home and then it would, you know, come out later, you know, and it'd be yeah. weeks later and be like, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you, you know, so-and-so is engaged or yeah, that's right. Yeah. So-and-so told me that they're moving, you know, to that new city and you'd be like, what the heck? Like, why are you, why am I just now finding out? And, uh, so what were you going <laughs> to, have we resolved this? Oh <laughs> yeah. It was never like, it was never a big issue, but when I read, what this gal was going through and how it was happening pretty consistently to her. And she was feeling, she's starting to feel pretty isolated in her marriage. I was like, Oh, that's funny. I feel like that just happened. Not that I was feeling isolated in my marriage, but you do start to question. At least I started to question like, what are you not telling me? I think I actually talked to you about this because it was kind of three things all in one, Mm -hmm. like three little things, but you know, the little things start to stack up. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, what are you not telling me? Like, what else are you doing in your days? Like, what else are you, I don't know, just doing with your life? What conversations are you having? (laughs) And like, you just choose to like skirt around those and tell me the stuff you think I'll want to hear or whatever. And um, I think it, it got to a point where I did tell you again, I was like, I feel like it's affecting my trust of you. I know it's little stuff, But to me, it's big stuff. Yeah. The fact that it happens a lot and I don't a lot and I don't feel this complete intimacy in our marriage because I feel like you just don't care to tell me this stuff. I know it sounds really dumb now because Mm -hmm. it's like this silly little stuff, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if you're feeling it, you're feeling it. And, uh, I, I, they were, I think that the thing, I can't remember what the things were. Maybe you can remember what they were, but I can remember in the moment thinking like, oh yeah, that is definitely the type of thing that. I would text Katie about, or I would tell Katie about, and I will say uh, to my defense, or maybe as a little bit more of an explanation for this happening, I think you and I both being new to the, not new, but the whole texting situation. With That's our true. Phones, we used to text all day long. Yeah. And, and we just don't do that as much anymore. And so That's a good point. I either call you or we, that's really what we do. We call and we talk. Um, and, and so it's a little bit more, it's a, a little less, it's, it's a lot more formal now. Like when we do connect throughout the day, it's like, Hey, what's going on? How so-and-so. And so if I get a business update or if something happens, I see somebody at work or whatever. I don't just think to be like, Hey, so-and-so stopped by, you know, they said to yeah. say hi. Um, cause it's just a little bit more, there's a little bit more friction there. Um, so that's one thing. And then another thing is that you've like basically gone black, like online, like you do, you are a great, a true inspiration to me. And I hope to other people too, because you like, I never can't get, inspire other people because they don't even know I'm there. <laughs> no, you are never on your phone or on the internet throughout the day. And so I did feel like some of the things that you would be like, what, why didn't you tell me that? I'd be like, that was in the family text thread. Like, I was going to say that I felt like that was the final straw is you were planning something with your family and like planning your trip over there and stuff. And I was like, how do I not know about this? You're leaving a day early. You're doing this. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think it was in the family text thread or something. <laughs> <laughs> and anyways, uh, yeah. And you're just, you, at that point you were not in the habit of checking the family text thread. Yeah. Like, yeah, so it's, it was really my fault. Um, <laughs> so the point is, though, if you feel maybe if you're in this situation and you feel this is ask, this is don't ask Katie and Elisha, just say what you're just. OK, skip that. part. I think we should keep going. This is great. <laughs> 
I feel like this is like a radio call-in show, like ask Katie and Elisha, but like you guys aren't asking, we're just telling you. So when your husband doesn't tell you things and whether it's a big deal to him or not, and it's a big deal to you, then I don't think it's a bad thing. Did you think it was a bad thing when I approached you and said, hey, this really matters to me and it might not matter to you, but this is how it's making me feel. And I feel like I'm losing trust and I don't want to lose trust. Like, I just, I want to be a part of your life. And these little juicy tidbits of information really make my day when you tell them to me and I hear them from you instead of from someone else or through the grapevine. And it really just makes me feel loved when you tell me stuff first. And I don't hear it through a second source. Oh, I think that's a more than appropriate thing to say. And I think it gives your husband like something to go with, something to run yeah. with. You're like, oh, this is a way that I can love my wife or bless my wife more. And it's something that you said earlier, Katie. And I mean, if, if like I could master this or if people can master this, then I think that, you know, 90% of marital conflict would be reduced, but that is being able to unemotionally articulate mm-hmm. something that's you, where you feel hurt or wronged or something that's just tr- troubling you or bugging you in your marriage. Um, and that is like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's like the golden key because it would be so easy for, if you had gotten really uh, emotional about this, me to be like, okay, chill out. This stuff doesn't even matter. And to almost, and to like have no desire to want to keep you updated, be like, okay, I think you're kind of being ridiculous, mm-hmm. but you brought it up in a lot more lighthearted fun. Like, I know this is kind of silly, but it's just really fun for me to look at these things. And I'm like, Oh, that's right. I like my wife and I like to make her happy. Um, and you were saying, is it worth bringing up? Well, anything's worth bringing up in a marriage. Like you said, if it's a big deal to you, even if it's not a big deal deal to your spouse, but maybe understand that's the context in which you're bringing this up. That's good. Cause I think that this is, I've done this many times where you are maybe wearing things that don't, you're not thinking, oh, this is immodest, or you're not thinking this is revealing. And I'm like, offend, you know, I'm like, wow, this is a really big deal to me. You know, and I'll, <laughs> yeah, and I'll just come, come to upstairs you. and Elisha looks at me like I came out of the, I don't know. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll, and, and I'll, I'll basically, out from under the bed. Yeah. And I'll react like you've got, like, I'm assuming you've got the worst intentions in wearing a certain outfit. And then you, you know, get defensive, understandably. Um, rather than me being like, okay, you know what? It's a big deal to me that I feel this way when she wears this dress out in public or this outfit out in public. Clearly, like I know my wife, she doesn't have bad intentions in wearing this thing, but I need to communicate this in a way that's not going to put her defenses up, but it's still worth me communicating. Does that make sense? It's not like, yes. oh, Katie, yes. it does, Katie doesn't have bad intentions in wearing this outfit. It's like, okay, well, if it bugs me, then I'm still definitely going to, I feel like it's yeah, worth bringing it up. Yeah, because if it bugs you or if it makes you feel a separation or you want to like resist your spouse or, you know, it's not bringing you closer together. It's not bringing unity. Then it's worth discussing it. And if it's little, it's actually easier to, to, to discuss in theory. Yeah. And so like, well, like keeping short accounts, you know, bringing stuff up quickly and like, okay, I have an issue with you wearing that dress or whatever, instead of like, I have had an issue with everything you've been wearing for the last month. Like, mm-hmm. what's your deal? Yeah. You know, that's a way bigger conversation and that has to be treated with a lot more <laughs> reverence <laughs> and care. Yeah. I guess reverence is the wrong word, but like care. And it's just a lot more fragile at that point because there's a lot more at stake at that point than just bringing up stuff in the moment. And so it can be hard if maybe you've pushed stuff off and think, and have told yourself, 
it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. And now it's a huge deal to you to keep the emotions down to be able to communicate it. Hmm. But I would say that I think you brought up a really good point because when the person feels attacked or their character feels attacked or their intentions feel attacked, then the defenses come up. You know, like I've had times where you've been like, hey, like that dress, it's just like a little too short. I'm not comfortable with it. Uh, I prefer if you like wore something else. And I just feel like, okay, you know, like that's all Mm -hmm. right. He'd rather me wear something else to church or whatever. But um, the green dress saga, (laughs) is that what you were thinking of? I wasn't. (laughs) That was bad. Because I feel like, I feel like we never even like got to the root of the conversation Mm -hmm. with that dress until like maybe just recently. Yeah. I mean like a month or two ago and I was able to communicate like why I wore it. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) You brought it up. You brought up. Not just now. No, 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 no. You brought up like the clothing thing though. Or like asking me to wear things. Yeah, but I feel like that's been an ongoing part of our marriage from the the earliest of days where yeah, I do. here and there you would yeah. wear something and it'd be like, ah, like, you know, I'd rather you not wear wear that to church or yeah. what yeah. you think? And so, the green dress was really the only time. I had this like bright fluorescent, it was in in your face dress, okay? And that was the point of it. I thought it was like epic. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. I was wearing it to a wedding and I was like, it's just going to stand out and be awesome. And, um, I was able to talk to Elisha later and say why I wanted to stand out, <laughs> but it wasn't for the reasons that he thought I was trying to stand out. And, uh, um, yeah, and just the, just the fact that you wanted to stand out, like offended me. Yes. I was just yes. like, what? This is not what we're about. I don't want to be known for our apparel. Like that is contrary yes. to who you, who you, I want to be who and are. who you want to like, be. And yeah. And it, and it wasn't that, and it was able, we were able to talk through when I felt understood by him and like he was he knew like he wasn't attacking like my character on why I was wearing that or assuming you know I had really bad intentions for wearing something that was is pretty loud um and we were able I was able to share like okay well the what the people I was going to wear this dress around like this sounds so dumb but I feel like my whole life I always felt underappreciated <laughs> and undervalued wow, we're getting getting pretty vulnerable it's here Katie. <laughs> and I wanted I don't know I just I never felt beautiful or you know and I just wanted to I don't know for whatever reason I wanted to be like I am beautiful and successful and I look good and like that was my motivation for that specific audience that I had known for forever and it was that still a totally ungodly and ridiculous um, immature motive to have yeah but i think you were able to understand a lot more i wasn't trying to like um that my goal was is not to just flaunt hello here i am anywhere i go oh, or sure. you know what i, I mean was, i think i was able to put myself in your shoes a little bit more when i pictured like you said, some of these feelings going back to even like your childhood yeah, and then me being like, okay, I could see if I was going to, I put myself like, okay, if I was going to a wedding that this group of friends was going to be at, it would probably be hard for me to not like really want to care how you yeah, show and, up and, and it was just like, apparent. Hey, I'm going to show those how guys. I looked. Yes. And, um, and Elisha's like, why do you care so much? Like, why are you putting so much effort? Like, this isn't the wife I want. 
you know, and I mean, you didn't say it like that, but (laughs) it's just not who you were. Yeah. It's not, it's not how we want to present, but like, even that, like, you knowing that's not who I am or realizing that was a weak moment for me and an immature moment for me, instead of being like, this is who you are, you know, um, made me feel a lot more like I was able to admit that I'd made a bad decision with the clothing choice (laughs) (laughs) instead of being defensive on it and being like, I, I love the Lord and I love you. And you know, I'm an honorable woman (laughs) anyways. So there's that. Um, Elisha Peter, what have you been talking about? I don't know. I'm blown away that you brought up that whole green dress scenario because over the last couple of years, that has been one of the more like perplexing. That took a long time to resolve. It did. The better part of a year. Well, because we didn't talk about it after that first time. It was like a really big blow up Yeah. in the car. And you returned the dress. I returned the dress. Yeah, definitely wasn't pulling that out again. And you're like, okay, well, that settles that. And it, also, it wasn't like an immodest dress. I, don't, I mean, it was immodest in that it was loud. Like people were going to look at me in it, but it was not revealing. Revealing. Yeah. I don't want people to think like I was just like, yeah, I don't know, going to out. the yeah. Met Gala or something. <laughs> it was it was appropriate, and in, in that aspect, it just yeah. So yeah. <laughs> looking at me like that that's just what i thought of when you said asking me dresses like or to change like there have been times when it's gone really well and there's been times when it's gone really bad yes and i felt really like defensive yeah and vice versa i think there's been times where you've i mean i yeah when i've approached you well and times when you get really defensive yeah and i can't even think of what the topic was that you were bringing up there's been times where I've gotten defensive and it can be, yeah. I mean, I don't know what types of things guys get defensive over these days, but maybe time management or, you know, who I'm hanging out with questioning or, you yeah, questioning, in an unhealthy uh, way instead of like genuinely being curious. Or, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah, exactly. Like media I'm consuming maybe, you mm-hmm. know, where you're kind of like, Hey, like what's like, what's so I see you're listening to so-and-so a lot, you know, like what's that about versus just kind of like, why are you being a, loser and listening to so-and-so all the time call you a loser no um, but that's how it comes across for yeah, sure that's how and, i could receive it and potentially that is how i am intending it to come across that's the thing when you look back and you're like those are the words i chose i yeah. didn't say it but yeah. did it come across yes i wanted them to know <laughs> i despised them in that moment yeah. i do not approve yeah um uh, yeah i think we've I mean, I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate on some aspect or another. Like, you know, when it goes well and you address something and you know, when it doesn't, and it can be very, and it, I guess this is, if I could leave you with one thing, it's not the addressing it. I think we should always address things in our marriage when stuff comes up. I think if it's valuable to you, if it matters to you, then it should be brought up to your spouse because that is intimacy. What matters and what defines the how it goes more is how it's brought up when it's brought up our hearts in bringing it up our goal for unify unification instead of for damnation you know Mm -hmm. do we just want that person to feel lame because if so they're going to want us to feel lame Mm -hmm. and that just leads to greater separation or is it like hey i really want this closeness this is getting in the way you mind if i let you know how this makes me feel yeah and you know, I, somebody told me something one time, um, that I thought was profound and it's in regards to l- speaking to people's character and 
maybe if you see something wrong in somebody's life, maybe it's your spouse's life, when you speak knowing who they are in Christ, and you say, hey, you behaved in this way, but you, you've already decided that that's not who they are in Christ, they're a new creation, then you're giving them life. You're, you're actually, um, what would be the word? Um, it could be convicting. It could be convicting what you're saying. You're convicting them, and you're kind of calling them out. But when you actually attribute it, what their behavior to their identity, that's condemnation and there is no condemnation in Christ. And mm-hmm. I think that when you're approaching your spouse, you can say, okay, wait a second. I, and this is obviously way easier said than done when you feel hurt, when, when you feel wrong, wronged, um, don't speak it in a way that's attaching the behavior to their identity, but speak that the behavior as though it's not attached be like, Hey, this is not who you are. I know that you care for me and I know that you want to be totally transparent and open with me, but this is a behavior I'm seeing and this is how I'm receiving it. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Being like, I don't feel loved when you do this. I know you love me, but this doesn't make me feel loved (laughs) instead of being like, you don't love me. You know, I mean, it worked for Delilah, but aside from that, (laughs) yeah, and I I don't know how that worked for her to be frank. As an example, like Frank, saying like, okay, this, it'd be being like, this is who you are. You, you always do this. This is what you've always done. That's speaking to like their identity and it's condemnation. And there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus versus when you do this, it makes me feel this way, you know, but I know that's not who you are. And I know you don't want to do that for me. That's, I think speaking to like a behavior and that's something that can be modified. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's also like, we don't want to put our spouse in a cage and lock the key like we don't want them to stay there just like we don't want to stay in our insecurities and immaturities and weaknesses and so i like how one of those is calling up to a higher calling of who we are in christ and the other one's like like if we want change then don't speak don't speak like death over the person yeah like you're this way and you're stuck here forever like that's how's that supposed to be motivating you know exactly it's like well they already think i'm this way so i guess i'll keep operating this way um yeah, so I mean, the other two things I wrote down are just like, if your husband doesn't communicate, which I think is like the same thing, like instead of assuming the worst, that's something my mom says a lot, actually. She has, she says, assume the best of your spouse. Try to assume the best whenever you can. So instead of assuming that your husband just doesn't want to talk to you or he has all the stuff he's hiding or whatever, assume he does. Maybe he doesn't know how to communicate it or maybe... You know, it's just a skill that you need to work on as a couple hmm. or, you know, like assume the best and be on their team and work through it, but still address it, you know? And it's the same thing. Um, one other thing is if your husband keeps hurting you in the same way, but he doesn't realize it. Hmm. I think that can happen with both spouses in marriage where this hurt is keeps happening and you just keep feeling more and more and more hurt. Like, I can't believe they keep doing this to me but it's unintentional and they aren't even aware of how you're feeling. So unless we talk about it and we bring it up and we say, Hey, this is how I'm feeling about this. How are they supposed to know? You know? Yeah. You've been so gracious in some things that I've brought up because I, I've, I'm like, you know, I've got my insecurities and my sensitivities and there would be things that you would bring up in group situations in group environments that you had the purest intentions, right? that maybe things around, um, money, things around like travel, things around that. I I can't think of other examples, maybe uh, spiritual leadership or, and you weren't directly, you know, insulting my ability in those things, but the way that you were bringing them up made me feel such. And 
you could have easily said like, what are you talking about? Like, that's not at all what I think and not felt any need to change your behavior. But instead you were really honorable and thought like, oh, regardless of what my intentions are or how pure my, you know, my heart is in these scenarios, if it's making them feel this way, then I need to take that to heart. Yeah. And that was something that, I mean, just so you guys know, I did say like, well, that, like how on earth are you getting that from that? You know, like I mentioned this and I was not at all connecting the dots to like, you were going to feel this way about yeah. that. I wasn't even talking about you. I was talking about me or something totally different. But the way what I was saying could cause something to be inferred about Elisha potentially. And, you know, it was just a sensitive subject. And so I think you allowed me to kind of process out like, just so you know, like that was never how I intended that. But then I'm glad you said I, you know, it, what hurts you or affects you or matters to you does matter to me. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, okay, well, if you're going to feel that way, when I talk about this topic, I will not talk about the topic again in public. And like, please give me grace. Give me a nudge. If you feel me, like if I slip into that, you know, unconsciously, I want to get in the habit of not talking about that that way or just not talking about it at all. Mm -hmm. Um, because if it matters to our spouses, then it should matter to us. Mm-hmm. And you've been really gracious about that to me too. It doesn't have to make sense to you for you to love me in the way that I'm asking to be loved. Mm. And I think that we're going to run into that stuff with the whole guy girl and then just personality stuff and backgrounds and how we were raised and like someone's trigger or hot button or whatever might seem really irrational or just random to us. Mm -hmm. I know it's been that way for you with me, I'm sure. We're just kind of like, okay, (laughs) that's going to affect you that way, you know, because it doesn't affect me that way. Right. But just being able to love our spouses, how they're asking to be loved, uh, there's just so much joy in that. And it's so wonderful being able to know like, oh, they're going to know in this instance that I'm doing this just for them because they know that it it, it wouldn't this isn't how I feel about it, yes. but I'm going to honor them in this way. And mm-hmm. it's a really sweet way to love your spouse and build up that trust so mm-hmm. that they know that they could talk to you about bigger stuff or let them know bigger things that are on their mm-hmm. heart and mind. Oh yeah. I do think that building up that trust can happen brick by brick in very small steps, you know, where you can prove to your spouse that you're there to listen in the small things and you're going to be receptive and willing to, I guess, change and to grow and to facilitate maybe some of their more particular, um, needs or desires. Um, and that's just going to open up more and more. And I feel like you've done that because I do think that I was pretty, you know, played everything pretty close to the chest, um, early on in our marriage. Mm -hmm. And, um, again, there's no, there's no excuse for deception or lying in marriage, but you really took it on yourself to, to make you a safe place to come to with big things and little things alike. Um, and that's just brought so much more intimacy and, and oneness into our marriage. And so I'm so grateful for that. Well, that's encouraging to hear. I, I feel like I had a lot of insecurities in marriage that were kind of like irrational. I didn't even know I had them until I got married, you know, and you were so gracious, even things like if there was a pretty girl in a movie, you know, and she didn't have to be 
sexy at all. She was just pretty. I was just like, I hate this movie so much. Yeah. You know, and Eliza's just looking at me like, you're my wife, you're beautiful, I married you. I'm just like a wreck about it. Yeah. But by him caring about those little things and be like, we're going to turn off the movie. We aren't going to watch the movie. It's not a big deal. Um, it, it, like, I really was able to open up and be completely just free with him. Mm-hmm. And I think that those little things that might have seemed dumb, I think have really blessed our marriage and the freedom we've been able to have and the confidence that I've been able to grow in our marriage. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Don't smirk over I'm there. Not. I'm not. <laughs> you I, know, I, it's I, like the insignificant things can be the things that build to the deep, meaningful things. When we yes. treat those things that seem insignificant to us as incredibly significant. Exactly. Then that builds up to the things that are significant to both of us. Yes, that's exactly. I think you're. that's very well said. Yeah, I was just smirking because I was just thinking of like all those times early on in our marriage where we'd be like out to eat and you'd be like, oh, did you like that girl's dress? And or like, I would not to, say, did you like, like that, that girl's like, dress? Oh, did you see so-and-so like, like whatever, like, she, oh, I love that. Do you like that type of haircut? And early on, I'd be like, oh yeah. And then you'd just be like, oh. That is not true. It is true. You know it is. <laughs> and now it's like, I know just to give no answer anytime. I'm not like that you anymore, You ask me about Alexa? any other woman's appearance. It's just no comments. There is no right answer in that scenario. Okay, you, you're being a drama king. <laughs> that is so not true. Sometimes I get genuinely annoyed. Okay, so I got genuinely annoyed for like this whole year because I should be like, I have no clue what you're talking about. I'm like, you do not notice details. Like what's your deal. And then you told me like a couple weeks ago, you're like, Oh, I just stopped acting like I knew what was going on. So yeah, then you'd you be like, like you're like the girl with red hair or the girl, this, you know, she, this, and I'd be like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. It's cause every prior from okay. based off of prior experience. Okay. That was a long time ago. <laughs> okay. I know that you've just got a thing for me. Okay. That's for sure. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> you can notice the other things. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, but <clears throat> I did scar him pretty bad our first year of marriage, so I don't blame you. Maybe second or third year. You know, being pregnant three years in a row, first three years of marriage can really do a lot on a woman's confidence. Well, yeah, you're like that the does big old sense. woman in the corner and you're just like, do not look at a woman that is under 400 pounds or I will kill you. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, that's actually what I feel bad for is putting so many other women's life at risk. Cause I think, yeah, like if I knew that they existed, you would want them to be dead. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. well, you know, I got to keep Elisha on his toes. So, well, Katie, thank you for doing this episode so late. Oh yeah. How, um, how long is it? Um, it says here 40 well, we took that little break when you had to go get a drink. So it says 43 minutes and 21 seconds. Oh, man. You guys were just talkers. Apparently, when we don't have anything to talk about, we talk longer. So Yeah. That's frightening. <laughs> Thank you guys for being here mm-hmm. for this the late night show with the yeah. Votebergs. Yeah. If you guys enjoy this podcast... We love it when you leave ratings and reviews or if you share it on any of your You social... don't have to rate this episode, okay? No. <laughs> it's just the podcast in general. Uh, but if you share it, we love that too. And anyways, thank you guys. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>